0: Log Talk Radio. Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Saturday, November the 25th. I hope you're having a good turkey recovery uh, this last couple of days. Today, Saturday, of course, uh, beautiful weather here in Dallas. They say the temperatures are going to drop a little bit, but, uh, I mean, it's still going to be very nice uh, weather. I think it, they say it's going to be like in the, in the high 40s or something, or low 40s tomorrow morning, Sunday morning. But overall, it's still... Absolutely beautiful temperatures and uh, just a great, you know, great day to enjoy uh, some of the activities around the area. Of course, now that uh, Black Friday's behind us, and by the way, I have not seen any economic figures about Black Friday. I hope that the merchants uh, had a good day because I know there's a lot of jobs related to it. So I hope they had a a good Black Friday. I have not seen any any figures. Uh, to to say one thing or another, but I hope everybody had a lot of fun and made a lot of money and made a lot of sales. And I hope everybody found whatever they were looking for uh, in those uh, sales. But now that uh, Black Friday is behind us, this today, Saturday, is a good day to to do a few things. You know, there, there are some great uh, Christmas displays already here in the Dallas area. There's always one at the Galleria Mall. And they have a the gigantic Christmas tree that is just absolutely great, and you can sit there and watch the you know the people skating around that that big rink you know around the Christmas tree, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. The food is good, and the atmosphere is fabulous. So uh, we may do that. We may do that. Go enjoy uh, a little bit of food there by that big uh, Christmas tree. Then of course uh, there's other facilities around here, other places. Uh, already getting ready for uh for the Christmas uh for me maybe a little too early I'm a little bit more of a traditionalist uh but you know what I'll enjoy it uh I'll enjoy it uh, I won't uh, I won't deny that and then of course there are some absolutely fabulous football games on television as always on Saturday Texas A&M is playing and uh they're playing LSU and that's always a great game then you've got the big Alabama Auburn Game this afternoon, which uh, Alabama should win, but then you know when those two play, there's always uh, there's, there's always a lot of passion, and a lot of surprise. So a great weekend, beautiful weekend here in North Texas, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, you enjoy it a lot, and maybe do a little bit of walking to uh, to bring down some of that food that we had on. On Thursday a couple of things uh, today we I have a post over at the American Thinker Saturday morning talking about what just happened uh, in Holland you know where they had some elections and once again you know we read the stories about the shocking results and unexpected results and you have to wonder sometimes if the people who are writing these stories really know what's happening in Holland or in many of these European countries Um, What's happening in Holland is very simple a A right wing party basically running against chaotic immigration was elected or they have a if they don't have a majority, they're pretty close to putting a, putting a parliamentary majority together. and the campaign is very simple. you know we want Holland to be Holland. we want to maintain our Dutch culture and you know we want to control immigration or people coming in. You're seeing this in Italy, you're seeing it uh in other places as well. And again, you know, the reporting, I always love the reporting on all of this because everything is unexpected and shocking. Well, maybe some of these reporters, you walk away from the computer and actually walk around uh, the cities and, and talk to people because this is nothing shocking. I mean, you're seeing the same thing here in the state of New York, New York City, a very liberal city, and yet they're up in arms, absolutely up in arms. Uh, about the chaotic uh, immigration. Chicago, another very liberal leadership there, Democrat leadership, they're up in arms. They're saying, we cannot handle this. Massachusetts, the same thing. And again, it's all chaotic immigration. It's not immigration. And I think this is where uh, all of this always gets lost. It's not immigration. That's not the problem. Immigration is a wonderful thing. You bring in people from other countries who can make your country better. That's a wonderful thing. What we're talking here is chaotic, out-of-control immigration, and in many instances, people who don't want to integrate, people who want to come to your country and not accept your customs and, and your traditions, and that is creating a lot of problems, a lot of cultural clashes in many of these countries, and we've just seen it in Holland uh, with this pandemic. Uh, election and i think this is going to there's going to be more of this there's going to be more of this i will predict to you that i think chaotic immigration is going to be a big issue here in the united states in 2024 when people vote again it's not immigration that people object to what they object to is this kind of chaotic immigration situation where you've got people you know the the city of new york doesn't know what they're going to do with all these hundreds and thousands of people they don't have any housing they don't have any work and these people are literally sleeping on the streets. Well, as I'm sure you know, it gets pretty cold in New York. It gets even colder in Chicago. Where are these people going to go? How, how are you going to have people sleeping on the streets when it's snowing and, and freezing rain and all of that? And that's why there's backlash against these policies. It's not because people are racist or because they're anti-immigrant. That's not the reason. The real reason is they're against the chaos, the madness that comes from all of these uh, policies. So I'm not surprised with what happened in, in Holland, and, and I think you're going to see it in other places uh, places as well. Speaking of 2024, there is a wild card candidate out there who could have an impact, a pretty significant impact, on, on the elections, and that's Senator Joe Manchin, uh, Democrat, West Virginia who decided not to run for re-election obviously the reason is that he cannot be re-elected in West Virginia even though he's a pretty centrist kind of democrat you know just he's in the wrong state to run as a democrat the wrong year so he's not running not running for re-election so that pretty much means he's going to be replaced uh, by a republican in in 2024 but if he runs there's a lot of speculation that he could take, you know, anywhere from 5 to 10% of the vote, probably closer to 5 and 10 but most of those votes are going to be Democrats, uh, people disenchanted with President Biden. Then when you add to that the Bobby Kennedy factor, Senator Kennedy, uh, not Senator Kennedy, but uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., the Bobby Kennedy uh, Jr. factor, you could have as much as 10 to 15% of the popular vote break away from the Democrats in 2024. And you could have then former President Trump reelected in huge electoral college margins. I mean, he could be winning states. He could win California. Uh, he could win New York, simply because of the, not because he's beating the Democrat, but because the Democrats are so are so divided. So I don't know what's going to happen overall, but I, I think the Democrats have to be worried about this uh campaign uh, this campaign from, from Senator Manchin and from uh, you know Bobby Kennedy Bobby Kennedy jr. it is going to be a problem for them no no question about it we're going to go back to an interview that we did this week uh, we spoke with our friend Bill Katz the editor of urgent agenda as you know we speak with Bill usually once a week on Mondays and we review the situation the political situation in the country we call it the week in review in this last week, uh, given the, that this is the 60th anniversary of President Kennedy's assassination, I spoke with Bill a little bit about what that means. Uh, he, of course, remembers the, associ- the, the 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 assassination quite well, and I spoke with him a little bit about uh, what all of that means to him 60 years later, and especially all the conspiracy theories that uh, keep. Uh, keep coming up. So we're going to take a little break, and when we come back we'll be listening to Bill Katz, the editor of Virgin's Agenda, talking about JSK. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Tuesday, November the 21st. As we like to do once a week, we'll be chatting with our friend uh, Bill Katz, the editor of Urgent Agenda. Bill, welcome to another uh, another November, another, uh, another pre-Thanksgiving November. How is everything with you, Bill? Well, personally, pretty good. I'm looking outside. Of course,
1: it got, gets dark a little earlier now. And uh, all I can think of as it gets dark in New York is that in New York, an awful lot of people are now afraid of the dark because uh, this is not a particularly happy Thanksgiving. Uh, There are concerns now about uh, uh, a possible terror incident, uh, extra uh, police on Thursday uh, for the Thanksgiving Day parade, Uh, high crime possibly going higher because they have to cut the budget of the police department. I wonder why they have to cut the budget of the police department. There are other departments that could be cut, but uh, the the mayor is warning about that. Um, And, of course, a a country that is really very depressed in many areas. It it is depressed financially, uh, psychologically, a feeling that maybe we really can't make it uh, any longer as a great nation, uh, people going to the stores especially around a holiday time and finding prices that they can't afford whereas at one time they afforded them rather easily uh not a not the happiest of thanksgiving maybe we'll get a little bit of happiness if some of our hostages are released in the middle east but the, the overall situation not good Americans are looking at a presidential election between a president who is almost not there i mean just just the the, the cognitive situation and an opponent who may be headed for jail uh, this is this is not something we've had before in american in
0: America. no i mean we are literally walking in in on new territory as they like to say because i mean we have not seen a man or a former president run for election since president cleveland and uh now of course uh, president trump but it is it is a crazy time uh, to say the least, but I will. I, I do want to ask you a question about New York. I know that the budget there are are apparently going to be cut. The, the mayor said that. And people are blaming it on the migrants, and I'm sure that the migrants have had some kind of an impact on this. But, Bill, I think it's more than just the migrants. I, I just think there's been an economic decline of the city, and they just cannot raise the taxes, to maintain the city the way it was built well new york and
1: california are the two largest out migration states in the country right now people are leaving in droves i think the best business to be in in new york is moving vans uh and they they're, and they're not coming back they're, they're not moving temporarily they just feel the city has had it that there is no route back they, they don't see that route back they don't see the kind of leadership that the city and state need. Remember, uh, New York City does not have complete home rule. There are many things that have to be approved by the state. Uh, the state government is run by uh, the legislature, which is very far left. Uh, the city government in New York, with the exception of the mayor, who I think is a pretty decent guy, but the city council is also very far to the left. They are not budging one bit from their woke philosophies. and companies you don't see anybody announcing that they're coming to New York I mean I've never not not seen a big company say we're coming to New York Mm because we know what New York is really great well you know I went this went through this a few days ago with a uh, retired banker who specialized in New York real estate he said it is great he said it's in a state of decline and there is nothing uh, happening to help it
0: that's right no I, I think it's a terrible situation for the Empire State and for the great city of New York, and I'll say what I said before, uh, New York, uh, the great city of New York, when the great city of New York is not doing well, that's bad for the country. Yes. New York is in, in many ways, the um, I mean, literally millions of people came into the country through New York and the, the presence of New York is everywhere. Uh, the people from New York who have gone all around the country, it's a huge number. And so I, I feel bad when the city of New York is not doing well. And I think for me, it's just sad to see a great city in decline. I, I just think it's a terrible thing for, for the country. Bill, before we get into President Biden and his birthday cake, which was, uh, I don't know who took that picture, but they need to reconsider uh, the picture that we saw of his birthday cake. But I want to I just bring up something very interesting. Uh, tomorrow, the 22nd. Uh, will be the 60th anniversary of the assassination of President Kennedy. I'm sure you remember, You in previous times, you've you told us how, how, I think you were coming out of the Army when you learned yes. about uh, the assassination. It, it was obviously a very traumatic event. Uh, I was a little kid in Cuba, but I remember it all. And, and I think every, all of us have a memory, uh, uh, well, not all of us, but many of us have a memory uh, of that day. But it's now 60 years, and here in Dallas, this uh, in the next couple of days, lots and lots of people are coming in to present their books and their theories about what happened uh, on that day. And I, for one, Bill, I, I gave up on this 30 years ago. I just said, you know, I don't see any evidence that the Warren Commission was wrong. Uh, one can always tinker with details, but I think their basic conclusion is correct, that Lee Harvey Oswald shot President Kennedy. So I, I pretty much have shut off any conversation about uh, the assassination. But it seems like, once again, these people are here in town peddling their books and having their conventions and all of that. I, that's okay with me. I, I'm, I'm not, again, censoring them. But wh- what is your thought about why is there so much interest in, in something that happened 60 years ago that no one really has any new information about, Bill?
1: Well, it is one of those iconic events, you know, the event that wasn't supposed to happen. We had not had a successful presidential assassination since McKinley, when President Kennedy was assassinated in 1963. He was the young president. Uh, he was uh, symbolic of a new era, a new generation. And, uh, and it was a stunning event. Uh, and people, some people... Said I can't believe that a guy with a $12 rifle or whatever it was uh, on the sixth floor of a building could kill the president of the United States. And also remember, there's a lot of money in these books. If you have a, a theory about the assassination that it makes interesting reading, it doesn't matter whether it's true or not, you can probably sell the book. Uh, the, the first one was uh, Mark Lane's book, Rush to Judgment. Uh, I remember when it came out and they said, written by a New York lawyer. Many of the people who said written by a New York lawyer didn't realize that Mark Lane was a very left wing lawyer and had represented the Communist Party. Uh, And uh, he he raised some questions. But I happen to agree with you. I don't think that the basic elements uh, brought out by the Warren Commission have been successfully challenged. They did a good job of investigating. Uh, We know, of course, about the things that common sense tells us that uh, Oswald ran from his perch uh, at the uh, uh, Texas School Book Depository building. He was uh, uh, captured in a theater after killing a policeman. Why would he do all those things? Why would he kill a policeman? And, of course, the ballistics tests matched. Um, He had thumbprints on the rifle that he left on the rifle at the Texas School Book Depository. The rifle was in his name. Uh, There was a sales receipt for it. Uh, All the real evidence points to Oswald. Was Oswald involved in a conspiracy? Well, that's like saying, you know, will there, will there be a sky tomorrow? There are any number of things that he could have been involved in that have never been proved. Was he was he friendly with people who probably wanted Kennedy dead? Yes, he probably was, but so are thousands of other Americans. And no, no, the the, the absence of proof. Of a conspiracy it doesn't mean there wasn't a conspiracy it means no one's ever been able to prove it and uh, no one really has and then there were, of course there was the entire issue of uh, the killing of Oswald mm-hmm. um, uh, and whether or not that individual who killed him was involved in some way with the assassination or with a bad crowd we don't know
0: but well, we, we know and, and it's one of those things where after you know after 60 years uh, and this has always been my criticism of all these conspiracies, uh, that you would think that after 60 years, somebody would have said something. Yes, or, that's right. Or somebody would have written a note before he died. You know, sometimes people can keep a, a secret, but they feel guilty about it and they write a note to somebody and say, you know, I I knew this or I knew that. Seems like nobody ever broke ranks with this so-called conspiracy uh, everything is, you know, well, the bullet that went in this direction, the bullet that went in that direction. And the only thing I know, I, Bill O'Reilly wrote a very interesting book about killing Kennedy. And he makes the point in his book that Lee Harvey Oswald knew how to use a rifle, that this was not an amateur uh, rifleman. I guess, or no, he was
1: a marine. He had been a that's marine, right
0: trained and, in the marines. That's right, and Lee, uh, Bill O'Reilly basically said he could do this. He could fire those three shots and and deliver deliver the bullets or whatever the word is. He could fire them. So this was not, you know. Sometimes we we were painted this picture of uh, Lee Harvey Oswald being this idiot in the middle of of a conspiracy. And the other thing, too, that irritates me, all these conspiracies, I was listening to a couple on the radio a few days ago. One fellow was saying, well, you know, LBJ wanted to be president. He was bored on the job. Well, I'm sure that a lot of vice presidents can say the same thing. I mean, a lot of, of vice presidents have gotten bored on the job. <clears throat> and, and then, you know, the other one about, well, you know, the war machine wanted to take out Kennedy.
1: Well, that's that's the, the one that really gets me. The CIA killed Kennedy. The CIA is a name on a door. I mean, if somebody can point to a person, you know, show, give me a person, and, and, and I'll be interested in what you have to say. But simply to just get up and say, the CIA killed Kennedy. Um, I worked for the CIA. I didn't have anything to do with it. I don't know anybody who did. I, I, I love these institutional names they come up with. Well, the, the industrial military complex killed him. Pretty obvious, isn't it, Walter? Uh, and uh, no, it's not obvious. Uh, uh, any any conspiracy theory worth its salt has a name attached, and or or a series of names attached. But just to say an organization that means nothing.
0: That's right. And then the other one I love is that uh, they don't seem to understand that President Kennedy was a very staunch anti-communist. Yes. And and that Lee Harvey Oswald was very much of a pro-communist. That's right. And they're trying to rewrite it as if somehow this was. You know the people who started the Vietnam War were somehow behind all of this because they they wanted to get rid of. I mean, I actually heard this uh, on a recent radio interview. I I was in the car and I was listening to one of these authors say that it was. You know, they wanted to start the the Vietnam War, so they had to get rid of President Kennedy. And I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, weren't there 20,000 troops in, in Vietnam when President Kennedy was killed? So I don't know. It just seems like they're pushing their luck. I guess it's a free country. They can say whatever they want. But I am amazed that 60 years after, we're still, I guess we're still selling books about it, Bill.
1: Yes. Well, you know, one of the most popular subjects uh, in publishing is still the Civil War. And that was uh, a lot more than 60 years ago. And so uh, there are certain subjects that don't go away. Uh, One is the Kennedy assassination. The second is the Civil War, and the third is World War II. When right. I was growing up, when I was growing up, the national pastime was baseball, and the national hobby was World War II. Right. I mean, any, anything about World War II was, was was important because the whole country was involved, and everybody remembered it, and it was the central
0: event of their time. Well, the big conspiracy, if I remember back then, or I recall hearing or reading about was that, you know, the attack on Pearl Harbor that somehow FDR knew about it and all that stuff that that all these conspiracies. But yes, uh, you know, again, I'll just uh, briefly say it again. I, I haven't seen anything in 30 years or however long uh that changes the the conclusion of the Warren report. But some people, I guess, uh want to keep going on. And if as long as as we have a free market and and, a, and freedom of speech, I guess they'll go on forever, Bill. I mean, 100 years from now, they'll still be talking about who killed Kennedy, you know.
1: I'm but I will viewer. say one
0: more thing very quickly, Bill. One more thing. It probably enhances the conversation now that you have a, a nephew of the president running around saying stuff about the CIA. That doesn't... Uh, I mean, to me, that's very irresponsible. In very, Kennedy's very, part.
1: very irresponsible.
0: And it, I mean, like you say, if he's got a name, why doesn't he come out and say it? I mean, don't just go out and talk about the CIA. Well, he
1: is a, a particular individual. I think he's probably somewhat nuts. And uh, he uh, he has had conspiracy theories. He was uh, his father was killed by Sirhan Sirhan. And yet I think he's raised doubts about whether Sirhan Sirhan did it. Right, right. I mean, you know, I I I, I think they, they do a great disservice when they do that kind
0: of thing. I, I agree. Yeah. Anyway, that was a, a conversation we had with Bill Katz. The whole interview with Bill, including all the commentary and other political events of the week, is available in the archives, as well as a, a conversation that we had with Frank Burke author, and businessman. Uh, we recorded that on last week as well. That's also available in the archives. And in that conversation, we talked a little bit about the JFK assassination. Frank remembers uh, being in a Catholic school. He was a senior in a Catholic school when, uh, when JFK was assassinated. And he remembers, uh, you know, the reaction inside uh, the Catholic school and then walking home when the school closed, the school said, "Hey, everybody, go home." Uh, the president uh, has been shot. So memories. Uh, but as, I, as the point that I made, uh, two points that I made to Bill in our conversation. Number one, it, it just amazes me that 60 years later we're still talking about this. It, it maybe I shouldn't be amazed, but I am. And then, of course, the other, uh, the other. Uh, point that I find fascinating is that I still have not seen any evidence that changes the conclusion. I was listening to Jim Lair who was actually a newspaper reporter. He went on to bigger and bigger big and big and better things, bigger and better things with PBS, you know they had that, that weekly show, the McNeil Lair Report, which is a fabulous show, one of the ones I used to watch all the time. I thought that was very serious news coverage. Uh, They they don't have that anymore. And he and McNeil, I think were both reporters here in Dallas on that day. Uh, Jim Lair was, was with the Dallas times Herald, a newspaper that uh, went out of business many years ago. But anyway, they, uh, they had a, uh, an interview with Jim and Jim said, look, you know, I was given the task by the newspaper, the Dallas Times-Herald, I was actually given the task to go out and look for a conspiracy. My editor said, your job is to find the conspiracy, and he looked into every one of them, spent years as a reporter looking at, into all of them, and couldn't find anything. Couldn't find anything that changed uh, the conclusion. So anyway, JFK, 60, 60 years ago, always very interesting around here of course because the assassination was in Dallas and also because so many people are still are still writing uh, books about it so fascinating it just fascinates me that sixty years later we're still talking about it have a great weekend everybody enjoy the football games enjoy the beautiful weather in North Texas I hope your weather is as beautiful as the one we have and uh, we're gonna get uh, spend a little time off this afternoon enjoying the Thanksgiving weekend and we'll get together again probably Sunday night uh, talking about current events this is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas and we'll talk to you later